Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We've got a packed show here on NFL Live as we say hello to the month of August. We're live from Jets camp and we're going to hear from offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett for the first time since Sean Payton's comments. You don't want to miss what he had to say. We'll also be at Jacksonville's training camp as the upstart Jaguars look to build off of last season's playoff push. And finally, the Cowboys, their camp rolls along. We're going to dive into their top five priorities. That, according to Swagoo, I promise you, that will be worth sticking around for as well. As we say hello, welcome to NFL Live. I'm Field Yates. You see these two gentlemen right here on the right. It's the coach, Herman Edwards, wearing his jet screen. And Swagoo, back for more TV after electrifying your screens. Yesterday, we've also got Diana Rossini, and she is going to be joining us from a very familiar spot, and that's where we begin. As you may have heard, Aaron Rodgers' first Jets training camp continues to roll along. We told you about Nathaniel Hackett. He spoke for the first time since uh, inflammatory remarks made by Sean Payton recently. Take a listen to Hackett's response to Payton's words. It's one of those things that there's a code, there's a way things are done in that house. And, you know, this past week, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating and it sucks, but uh, we're all susceptible to it. There are things that you do, mistakes you make, and it costs you time on the field, costs you your job, all those things. And I own all that stuff. I mean, it's that fact. I got no excuses. It's unfortunate that that had to happen, uh, that the comments that were made. But, hey, they did. I, I'll tell you, I was probably more surprised that they happened now. Was definitely expecting them in week five. Sometimes things are said that are totally uncalled for. And it does bring your team together. And I think that's, that's a beautiful thing. I mean, there were some defensive guys I didn't even know that were coming up um, to me. So, I mean, I, I think that's great. Peyton said publicly that he would call to apologize. Has he done that yet? No. Do you expect them to follow through? No. All right, Coach, you, of course, know the code of head coaches better than anybody. I thought there was some humility there from Nathaniel Hackett, took the high road. Do you believe that Sean Payton broke the code of head coaches? It was disappointing, and I thought Sean got to talking, and before you know it, he said some things that he's kind of walked a few of those things back. But there is a code of professionalism. Uh, Nathaniel mentioned he's been around the game for 43 years. I can remember when he was in high school, he was at our training camp when I was a head coach of the Jets because his dad was the offensive coordinator. So he understands that. He understands that when you become a coach, no different than a player. The one thing you know about professional football, you are inheriting someone's position, whether you be a coach or a player. Eventually something happens and you take that guy's spot. When you do... It's not about what he did. It's about what you're going to do. Mm. You, you never look at the past. It doesn't matter if you like the player. The players are the same way. You know, we just like, hey, let's, let's, let's move on. We've moved on now. We're done with it. I like that, Coach. I like that y'all moved on, but it's 2023, mm. all right? And I get the code, and I, I, I did think that it was wrong for Sean Payton to say what he said. But I also think there was motive behind what Sean Payton said to let his team know we ain't as bad as what, what, what was last year. Now, did he use Nathaniel Hackett 
to get that point across? Absolutely he did. And was he wrong for saying it publicly? Absolutely. But that's the reality of it. The reality is, Coach, and you and I talk all the time in the green room when we in the, when we when we talking to each other. The reality is Hackett was terrible in, in Denver, and it was a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he is uh, – it's illuminated the job that he can do in New York. I think he'll do great. I think he'll be fine along with Aaron Rodgers in that relationship. I do believe Sean Payton was wrong for saying that publicly. I do believe that he was wrong for breaking the, co- the, the code of conduct – conduct between coaches because you know that as well as anybody uh, with your long uh, coaching tenure and how much success you've had but ultimately I think he was speaking to his team did he go about it wrong yes but it was a bunch of guys in that Denver locker room that probably was thinking are we really good football players still do we really have what it takes to play this game at a high level and a much belabored quarterback who was scrutinized from week one to 17. I have not seen so much, oh, my God, I feel so bad for a guy that's been talked about since Nathaniel Hackett got this stuff thrown at him for Sean Payton. They will square up week five, and we will. We can't wait to see it happen. And then it'll be settled. Yeah, Swagoo, you and I are still going to make that trip to that game in week five. Can't Wait. Yeah, we gotta go. That. We gotta Can't go, wait. baby face. Uh, let's head out uh, live <laughs> to Jess Training Camp as we welcome in the great Diana Rossini and Diana. You were there during Nathaniel Hackett's comments. How have people in the building responded to this entire situation? You know, it's interesting from both the Broncos perspective and the New York Jets perspective here in Florham Park. The word I keep hearing is galvanized, right? Sean Payton's point and his messaging and why he gave those quotes to USA Today was to send the message to his team. Nathaniel Hackett seemed to be the shrapnel, you know, and you guys just discussed on whether or not that was a good move or not. But the point was to defend his players and here. In Florham Park, Nathaniel Hackett was very obviously upset about this. He took the high road. He was passionate about this entire situation. He wasn't defensive at all. Um, you know, but it was obvious that, that this hasn't been an easy few days. And he even shared that because when you talk about a head coach, you forget that he's also a husband. He's a father. Mm. He's got friends. Yeah. He's got people in his life. And he spent those days over the weekend talking to them, hearing from them. In fact, he said his phone was blowing up, people showing support. People were coming from all over trying to remind him that he is a wonderful person and he's great at what he does. But in the end, the most important person endorses Nathaniel Hackett. And, feel that's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That is the only person that matters for the New York Jets. And Nathaniel Hackett is the guy that Aaron Rodgers will talk about all day long. He loves this guy. And that being said, he came out again. Again, when he was asked about Nathaniel Hackett and the comments Sean Payton made, and he once again backed his guy and, and supported him and shared with us what a good coach he is. Now, that being said, there were other topics we did talk about, a bit of the offensive line, the work they need to do there, and, of course, the preseason coming up. We know they've got a game on Thursday night. And Aaron Rodgers shared something that caught me by surprise a bit. We talked about the preseason, and he kind of feels like that just going through the motions of one series isn't enough. And perhaps he'll participate a little bit more in the preseason. Now, he wasn't definite about it, but the fact that he put it on the table, we could perhaps see Aaron Rodgers and this New York Jets offense a little bit more than maybe we planned. It's just like I don't even know what to call him. 
throwback Aaron Rodgers, new look Aaron Rodgers, Diana, all sorts of news and maybe perhaps old things that are back from Aaron Rodgers. Great stuff from Diana Rossini, as always. We'll have her more a little bit later on in the show. Let's talk football because on both sides of the ball, Rodgers is going to be playing with a Jets defense that was one of the best units in the league, allowing the fourth points per game in the NFL. And, of course, he thinks the offense will be much better. The only time in Rodgers' career that he played with a top-five scoring defense was back in 2010 with the Packers. That year, he uh, won his only Super Bowl. How about that? You give Aaron Rodgers a great defense, you've got a chance swagoo. So, of course, we've got Sauce Gardner and Quinn and Williams calling themselves Shaq and Kobe in a recent clip that we've seen on social media. How important is the defensive success for this team this year? Oh, my goodness. First of all, let me tell you how much I love this defense, babyface, because oh. it's, a, it's a young unit mixed with some veteran players that flat out go get it. Mm. The one thing that they don't get enough credit for because we talk about their talent so much is how hard they play and how they run to the football. And Coach Herm knows this as well as anybody, and I know this from playing in the league. If you got 11 guys that will be hell on wheels getting to the football, and that are smart, and when they get there, they get there with bad intentions, you've got a chance to have a really good defense. But when you look at these names, I think they're good. They're really good on every level. Quentin Williams at the front of that defensive line. Carl Lawson, when he gets back and see how uh, he is, but he was a budding uh, camp superstar, if, if everybody remember a couple years ago, before he had the injury. And then you talk about the second level with Quincy Williams and uh, C.J. Mosley. You talk about ball getters, dudes that bring bad intentions when they bring tackle and can cover as well, which is a premium now for linebackers. And no need to mention Sauce. Like Sauce is Sauce. one of the he's one of those cornerbacks that that eventually I think we'll talk about Hall of Fame, All Pro, all of that type of stuff. Got all the tools now. We know that time has to uh, prove itself. White head on the back. This defense is built right. And Salah is a great defensive mind, as he's proven when he was in San Francisco and last year keeping them in games when they had no offense. That coupled with what we think Aaron Rodgers will do, if they can do it again, this is a team to be they, – they should have Super Bowl and AFC Championship aspirations, if not for anything but them defensive names that I just talked about. Yeah, Swag mentioned it uh, defensively. They're going to have to be good because when you look at their schedule – their first six games mm. that they play, four against Ooh. playoff teams. And those four playoff yeah, teams buddy. happen to average 28 points a game. So their defense is going to have to play well because this offense right now is trying to find its way, right? Nathaniel Ooh. Hackett is going to have to – he's going to have to be on, on point early in the season to get this offense rolling. Now, Aaron Rodgers has some guys that he's familiar with, Lazard and Cobb, that helps. But the defense – yeah. He just mentioned it. Swag said it right. They're going to have to play good because of the teams that they play. That is a daunting schedule they play early in the season. And, by the way, the New England Patriots, they haven't beat them in 14 tries. 14? Feels like a long time. 14. Well, it seems like one thing is clear about this Jets team. We're going to find out in a very short period of time just how good they really are. Things seem to be on paper very good right now, but they're going to be battle-tested over the first six weeks, as Coach just showed us. We are just getting started here on NFL Live, and after Sean Payton called out the former coaching staff in Denver, all eyes are going to be on the Broncos. We'll take you inside the one thing he needs to fix if they're going to revamp Russ. And Jerry Jones has a lot to think about, starting with getting Zach Martin paid. The man himself takes you inside where his priorities lie. We've got a guy named Parsons out here that uh, 
It's going to need a little money when the time comes. So uh, That's after this year. We're going to be judicious with our money. <laughs> This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. ESPN Fantasy Football is the number one fantasy game. And with the season right around the corner, get your league started now at ESPN.com slash fantasy football. Find the fantasy focus wherever you get your podcast as well. Welcome back to Diana Rossini for some top stories. She is live from training camp at Jess Training Camp specifically. And Diana, let's talk football, including Dalvin Cook, who of course has recently been on the Jets radar. Yeah, it was almost Dalvin Cook Day over the weekend here when he had his official visit with the New York Jets. But he left Florham Park, New Jersey without a contract. Now he is weighing his options between the New England Patriots, the Miami Dolphins still have their eye on him, and of course the New York Jets. So right now at this point, all three teams are just waiting to see what Dalvin Cook decides to do, and some teams even waiting to place an offer there. Meantime... Speaking of running backs, in Indy, Jonathan Taylor remains a constant presence at practice despite the fact that he is on the pup list. Now, we know that he's not very happy with the contract situation with the Colts. After that hour-long meeting with owner Jim Ursay recently, the owner did come out and said no extension is on the table and a trade is also not on the table despite a request to ownership that Jonathan Taylor requested that trade. Meanwhile, the Denver Broncos receiver depth chart is taking a real serious hit. Sean Payton confirming today that receiver Tim Patrick tore his Achilles. This after Patrick missed all of last season with that torn ACL. Also, K.J. Hamler will also miss some time. He was diagnosed with a mild heart condition. Now, he's planning on returning at some point this season, but obviously they're taking this situation very seriously. He posted all of that on Instagram. So the Broncos in the market looking for some receivers. Yeah, scary field. situation right there, Diana, for KJ Hamler. Wish him the very best and hopefully back on the football field sooner rather than later. Let's take a look at the Broncos wide receiver situation after yesterday's news. Marvin Mims Jr. was a second round pick this year. He's going to help fill some of that void by Tim Patrick and also KJ Hamler. Of course, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton will be the top wideouts after they caught seven of Russell Wilson's 16 touchdown passes last year. All right, Swagoo, two wide receivers down before the season even starts. And this was a team that was not exactly an offensive machine last year. What do you need to see these first couple of weeks from this Broncos offense? communication between the head coach and new offensive coordinator and the quarterback and bringing some of those concepts that Sean Payton had with Drew Brees, understanding that Russ has a strong arm and can still push the ball down the field, but giving them 
some easy outs and some plays where he could just get in manageable situations. Here's the other thing, too, babyface, that everybody has to remember. Sean Payton obviously had Drew Brees, but even when he transitioned over to Jameis Winston, mm. I thought there would be a resurgence from Jameis Winston because Sean Payton keeps his quarterbacks out of harm's way, yeah. like just by his system. He uses running backs in the passing game. He gives you easy check downs. And usually conceptually, when you're talking about his passing scheme, it always finds a way to either get to find a guy that can win one-on-one matchups. And that's going to have to be Jerry Judy. And then everybody be a complimentary piece. He did that with Marcus Colston. He did that with uh, William, uh, Mike. Um, I can't even think of Mike last name now. Mike Thomas. Uh, but that that is uh, – yeah, I'm sorry. Shoot. That was his uh, – that was his concept in New Orleans, yeah. to keep his quarterbacks out of harm way, to create fine information, and then when you are taking those shots, have the availability there. And a lot of what we saw last year with Russell Wilson was, one, I don't think it was good communication between him and Daniel Hackett. I don't think they shared in the same concepts, and he was asking Russ to do some things that I don't think Russ is really good at doing consistently. The let Russ cook thing ain't really worked for let Russ cook. It's about Russ being in favorable situations. I think Sean Payton will bring that to this offense. Yeah, Swagoo makes a lot of great points. And, and, and knowing Sean and, and, you know, watching him work, he's going to let the quarterback understand, you got to get the ball out of your hand. I'm going to keep you out of third and longs. You can't turn the ball over. We're going to be a, a complimentary football team on offense. We're going to use the running backs. We're going to use the tight ends. All these receivers are getting hurt. Sean Payton's not worried yeah. about that. He's going to make sure that the only way, the only way the defense ever has to go play defense is because we kick the ball on offense. Mm. You can kick the field kick goal, the you, you kick the point after touchdown, or you punted it. We're mm. not going to turn the ball over, and that was the problem. Held on to the ball a lot last year, took a lot of sacks. That gets you in third and longs. Didn't manage third and longs very good. So all these things become a factor. He's going to let his defense for the first month really control what they want to do. He's going to protect his defense through the quarterback and tell the quarterback this, don't turn the ball over. Mm. Man, what a fascinating Baby situation. Face, can I ask Coach? Oh, Go, ahead, Go ahead. Can I ask Coach Herm something? Let me, Herm, let me ask you this question, man, because last year we saw, and I think – Last year, we saw Russell Wilson look confused. Mm. What do you do for your quarterback yes. in that situation when you know that he's not understanding what he's been asked to do from a head coaching perspective? I think he gave him too much, Swagoo. He's going to give him the ability to go one, two, get rid of the ball. Mm. I mean, he, he's he's yeah. basically going to yeah. play quarterback calling plays. Yep. That's Keep what he's going to do. He's gonna, Sean Payne's going to play quarterback as the play caller, it might that's be, what he's going to yeah, do. It might be easier said you. than done, especially in a division that has Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. But run the football well, play good defense. You know the Broncos can play great defense. That might be their recipe, at least their intended yes. recipe, to get back this season. Coming up on NFL Live, after a disappointing 2022 campaign, will Deshaun Watson be able to return to his prime form? Hear why Herm thinks the Browns could give the AFC North a run for its money. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. 
Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. New on NFL Live. You love to see it. How about this? Bill safety DeMar Hamlin recording his first interception of training camp. Nice play over the middle. Getting up, make a little run after catch. A little pick six action as far as I am concerned. Great to see DeMar Hamlin on the field working at full speed. And a guy who's going to be a big part of that Bills defense this upcoming season. Time now for some read and react. And we start with Aaron Donald who deals with more double teams than really any other player in the NFL. He has only 202 pass rush wins. He has, excuse me, 202 pass rush wins against double teams in the last five seasons. That's by far the most in the NFL. He talked about during training camp being doubled, even triple teamed. Coaches told me they're gonna slide every single play, so I was like, I was kind of mad because you know you want to be able to work different things, but it's realistic, you know. So um, I appreciate the, him doing that for me, you know, allowing me to you know make my job hard at, at practice and um, you know making me study a little longer at night, trying to find ways to um, things that I need to do better and what I can do to try to defeat a, um, a, a hard slide protection and things like that. So it ain't gonna do nothing to make me better. Swagger, what makes this so special? Well, I just love it because it's like like AD said, it's realistic. This is what he sees all throughout the season and to prepare for it. And two, like when you have reached this level of greatness and done what he's done in this league, you have to find ways to stay engaged in practice. And the great players, like my former teammate DeMarcus Ware, who's about to go into the Hall of Fame, they are always trying to figure out a way to look for a new challenge to help them better on Sundays. And AD is doing that, and McVay is putting them in those situations. It can only help the Rams because they need it bad, they face they after sure the year do. they had well, I heard they're calling you to play alongside Aaron Donald this upcoming season. Let's go to D.C. <laughs> where Terry McLaurin. <laughs> <laughs> the commanders are looking for some consistency at the quarterback position. Uh, Terry McLaurin has a reception from 10 different players in his career. That's the most for any wide receiver since 2019. He joined R.C. on the pivot to talk about his connection with Sam Howell. It's definitely a quarterback-driven league, and I think that's been a challenge since I've been here to find that guy. And I've been blessed and fortunate to play with a multitude of guys where I've learned a lot from all of them, but we're still looking for that consistency at that position. And what I've seen from Sam where he just has a, a confidence about him where he doesn't say too much, but 
if he comes out on the field and then you look up and in 707 he may not miss the throw and you know he, he in Dallas he's running over people and he's kind of getting up with some swag you like all right now it's kind of I play with Joe Burrow I'm not saying he Joe but he kind of got a little bad in him where you just like I'm, I don't got to say too much but you're gonna see Herm do you believe in how coach you believe in how I can't hear oh okay coach I think what, what Coach was going to say was uh, that he does believe in Hal because you know why? He believed in Eric Bieniemy. I'm back. Uh, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you for a minute, but you're exactly right. Eric Bieniemy is the key to all this, and I think the players are, are really excited about Sam Howell. And think about this organization. On the offseason, it had the ability to trade for a quarterback or even to draft a quarterback. They did not do that. They stayed with Sam Howell. Eric Bieniemy stayed with Sam Howell. Mm. That is a testament to Eric Bieniemy. He feels like he can go in here and solve the puzzle of this offense with this quarterback. Mm. This is going to be fun to watch. Can't wait to see Eric Bieniemy in that new role, hopefully a head coach next offseason. Let's head down to Miami where Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungo-Vailoa addressed the first time we got to see his jujitsu in action today. So let me give you context. I did not backflip. No, did not backflip. I got hit from someone in the front of me. I have no idea who it was, but I sort of hit a little somersault going backwards and I flipped backwards. No backflips over here though, but I think to, to that, it, it was cool to see because now in a weird way, it's, it's like the quarterback room cheers when we, when we start to do that. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing that we're doing jujitsu falls. I've been doing all this and I he ain't really, if he boxing like that, I'm gonna knock him out, but <laughs> doing all that and you feel me? Yeah. Your, your boxing or two is jujitsu? I'll whoop to it. <laughs> Swaggoo, your thoughts on this all? I love it, man. I think Tua, first of all, after what we saw last year, making the, having a plan to, to be better and falling is an art, man. It's like sliding in baseball. You gotta learn how to do it. And the second thing is, I like the looseness of this team. Mm. Like something about me is telling me Miami is watching everything that happened in New York with Aaron Rodgers coming over. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills have been the darling of that division as well. Something tells me this Miami team has something on their sleeves. And if I had a left tackle that looked like Taron Armstead, I'd be excited too about the season. No doubt about it. Talk about a team that takes on the personality of its head coach. Let's go to Green Bay where Jordan Love has taken over as the starter but address that the team still has a long ways to go. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just that consistency. Um, I don't think we are being consistent in all the rules, you know, in the offense. As consistent as we can be in the plays, and um, it just comes down to us being on the same page. And I don't think we have that right now. We're still kind of, you know, growing, going through those growing pains right now. But um, you know, I think there's definitely spurts of it, and uh, it's awesome to see. And then, you know, it sucks when we have days where we're just not putting it together. Herm, does that sound good or concerning to you? Well, I just think it's a young quarterback trying to feel his way with this offense. And I think, to his credit, um, he's saying it. But when you think about this football team, everyone's talking about Jordan Love. It's not about Jordan Love. It's about, in the last 13 first-round picks, they've drafted 12 defensive players in the first round. Mm -hmm. They have eight first-rounders on this defense. Yeah. This defense has to help this young quarterback early in the season. They've got enough potential to do that. These players got to play well on defense to help this guy. 
defense and perhaps special teams driven season in 2023. Let's go to Cleveland where the Browns begin their first year with Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Here's how they stack up in a crowded AFC. Cleveland has a 39% chance to make the playoffs. That's ninth in the conference and only a 14% chance to win the AFC North behind the Bengals and the Ravens. The Browns only have one playoff appearance over the past 20 seasons. That is the fewest in the NFL. Here's our head coach, Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, Deshaun's done a nice job, as we've talked about, uh, has come back uh, really into training camp, certainly ready to go. Spent a lot of time uh, over his break with our players, getting his mind ready for this, uh, for this opportunity. So he's done a great job. All right, Coach, what's the ceiling for this Browns team this season? Well, if uh, Deshaun Watson can replicate what he did in 2020, <laughs> they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> and when sure. you look at those numbers, I wrote it down here, 33 touchdown passes, 4,800 yards. Now, can he do that? Uh, that's going to be the key. He has enough people around him offensively to do that. Um, it'll be very interesting, this conference. Lamar Jackson's in a new offense. The Pittsburgh Steelers have to be more productive with offense, getting the ball down the field. And Cincinnati's quarterback has what we call a calf strain. So all of a sudden, this Cleveland Brown team, defensively, they're pretty good on the defense if they can stop the run. Offensively, they've, they've got some weapons to help this young quarterback who hadn't played in the last two years in Deshaun Watson, but he's got to play well. I mean, all this is over now. This is his football team. He has to play well for this team to have a chance, and I think he is. I think he's going to play good. I really do. I believe that. Herm, the most important thing, to your point, is for him to return to form um, in which why he got $230 million from the Cleveland Browns because of the way he played in Houston. But he also has the weapons. So there is no excuse when it comes to Amari Cooper and Joku at, at tight end. Elijah Moore comes over. And we know what Nick Chubb is out of the backfield. There is no excuse for Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns offensively yeah. not to be as good as anybody in their division and that all is predicated on how well he plays. I'm going to go to the other side of the football, though, because defensively, and we keep coming back to this, and I know it's two defensive minds and guys on this show, but defensively for the Cleveland Browns is what has held them back. This team was picked as Super Bowl contenders a few years ago. We talked about how good they could be because of the acquiring of talent that they had. And this defense is the one that in, in critical moments let them down time after time. Y'all remember when Lamar Jackson had to go use the bathroom, come back, and beat this defense. Couldn't get off the field against yeah. Pittsburgh. Had all of these issues arise. So I think offensively they'll, they'll be fine. With Miles Garrett over there and Denzel Ward and these guys on the back end playing, the, playing at their top level, this Cleveland Browns defense should be able to hold it down until this offense gets going. But make no mistake about it. Deshaun Watson is the reason why Cleveland will win if, if he's playing at the level in which he's shown he could play at before. It'll be about him mm. individually raising the level of play of everybody else around him on this team. We'll see if it can be done. One of the great pivot point, potential pivot points in the NFL this upcoming season because if Deshaun Watson is the guy that we saw last year, the Browns find themselves in a massive, massive financial mess yeah, with $230 million fully yeah. guaranteed yeah. and three years left after this season. All right, Cleveland Browns in a stacked AFC North, not quite as stacked in the AFC South as the Jaguars have a huge offensive weapon and wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Is this the piece that Trevor Lawrence needs to reach the next level? Hear why Marcus isn't sleeping on Duval.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hard hitting to start to finally get those beignets. Yeah, I'm not impressed. There's just a funnel cake. The beignetis is just a funnel cake. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not from I just got here. I respect y'all, your beignetis and all that. But in California, we just call them funnel cakes. I tasted it. it. Tastes just like a funnel cake. So that's all. But it's good though, if you like funnel cakes. You know that meme swagoo where you kind of lean down, have your, your glasses tilted? That's what I'm trying to recreate right now after I hear those thoughts from Jamal Williams. You are from the great state of Louisiana. Please come correct Jamal Williams. Beignets are a delicacy that should be enjoyed and appreciated. Bro, first and foremost, a beignet is not a funnel cake. Thank That's you. why they name different things. <laughs> I get it that he sees the sugar on the bread and believes that it's the same. The second thing is it ain't called no damn beignet. Where the hell he get a beignet from? It's a beignet, French of origin, okay? And, and, and lastly, don't come to New Orleans bringing any new stuff. We've been thriving in Louisiana with our cultures forever. Yeah. We don't need any new things, Jamal. So come down there, ingratiate yourself with the culture. Mm. You'll be better for it. It'll mm. make you a better person. And enjoy your beignets from Cafe Dumont. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a public service announcement from Swag. <laughs> Swagoo said it correct. I'm a West Coast guy. I'm from California. And I know that a beignet is not a, a, a cake. It, it is not even cake. close to being come a cake. On, where he, where you, he came up with, but, but come on. I mean, he's just making stuff up. I mean, yeah. I even know that. I'm a West Coast guy. Yeah. It's not even close. Beignets yes, and beignets. I do, I do love it's me not some, a cake. Funnel, I do love me some Jamal cakes. Funnel cakes are for the fair. Beignets yeah, yes. are for very astute people Refined, that can yeah. go get one every day. Every okay, day. that's the difference with that, some coffee. That, that needs to be clipped off and sent out on the yeah. X for everybody to understand the very fundamental difference between a beignet and a funnel cake. Swagoo, as always, has the best words <laughs> on our food topics. All right, let's get back to some football. Both again. are very good. Both yeah. are very good. Yeah. Both little, are very good. Time for a little yeah, camp pass. Very, Jeremy, very Fowl, uh, Jeremy Fowler going to the Florida Triangle, as you see, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, and Miami. And we've got Jeremy Fowler, who is joining us live from Jaguars training Jay camp. Jeremy Fowler. There we go. Uh, Jeremy, let's begin with your earlier tour to Florida, what you've learned along the way, beginning with the Bucks. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, that Bucks quarterback battlefield is heating up. <laughs> hold on, Swaggy, Jeremy. What's up, man? Hold on. Did you just leave out a damn sauna? 
<laughs> Did you just get out of the sauna? Pretty much. What? What is going on, man? Yeah, I know. Hey man, I, I'm from Florida, but I've gotten soft, my friend. Hey Jeremy, I've hey Jeremy, soft. Jeremy, are, the are, out here. Jeremy, are you hot? Are you hot right now, Jeremy? That man is are you hot? Well, it's not as Think bad as when this. I was in Miami. Even, I was in the Dolphins two days ago. It was 92. Wow. <laughs> put a helmet on and see how it feels. Put a helmet on. Take the That's microphone away and put a helmet good on. Have a helmet on um, no I, joke, I guess we'll pivot out. back oh, to football, Jeremy. I don't know. You can talk oh, about yeah, we'll the go, weather or the Bucks quarterback competition. Report, <laughs> oh, man. Bucks quarterback battle is heating up. Speaking of the heat, hey. Kyle Trask has made a little bit of move the last two days. I was there yesterday. That was his second consecutive okay. strong day. I'm told the Bucks have told him to work on his mobility, and they believe that he's done that. He's been more decisive. Baker Mayfield has had a lot of momentum and still might be the favorite for that job, but Trask is at least making it interesting. And then also I was told Mike Evans, they're hopeful for a contract extension. Potentially, I talked to Evans. He made a case to me that, hey, I'll put my body work against anybody. I believe I'm the best receiver in the NFL, and I quote, absolutely would love an extension with the Bucks. He's going into his last year of his deal, so going on 30 years old, but they still love the great player. Could get it done. Now let's switch up to the Dolphins. I talked to Xavier Howard. He said he is fully ready to pick up the slack after that Jalen Ramsey interview. He said, I've been holding things down here at cornerback for a minute, no doubt. But he admitted he didn't love his film last year. He played with a groin issue. He expects to be a lot better, get back to his old interception numbers. Also, field asked around on Dalvin Cook. So, not a ton of momentum there right now. Now, the Dolphins believe that he would be a great piece to their offense, but that he would probably also be a luxury. So, mm. that really complicates wow. the price point a little bit. They've conveyed what they're willing to do. And so it certainly could happen. Maybe the Jets' heavy interest could sway the Dolphins to get more involved. But right now it does seem like a bit of a waiting game between Miami, Cook, and his hometown team. A lot of running backs this offseason waiting and waiting and waiting for deals. Let's get back to the Jaguars, this, the team that you are watching uh, today as you spoke with Trevor Lawrence earlier this afternoon. What more can you tell us from that chat? Well, Trevor Lawrence is praising his new receiver, Calvin Ridley. He loves the guy. There's a lot of buzz here that he's been stealing the show early in training camp. Now, he was limited today. It was spicy hot, so it looks like maybe he was sitting out due to some heat-related issues, but he should be fine moving forward. But that didn't stop Lawrence from praising the way that his new receiver runs routes. Check this out. Man, just uh, he's really can push. He can really push. Uh, we can push the ball downfield with him. I say just his speed, his route running. Um, he's just really precise. You know, he's, he's a great, great route runner, gets open, obviously strong, has great hands. And then he's good in the open field, too. He's good after the catch. So I think all those things make it really tough. Um, if we can keep him on the move, get the ball in his hands in space, he's going to be great for us. Same way with a lot of our guys. But there's going to be things that he does well um, that will open up our offense more than we were last year. And then we're going to continue to do the things with guys that we, that we were doing. So it's just going to open it up and give us a lot more options. Now, Lawrence is doing his part. He said he's gained about six to seven pounds of muscle this offseason. He told me as a tall and skinny dude, I got to be constantly eating all the time. He's been doing that. He said he tweaked his footwork and his mechanics a little bit. His goal this year is just to facilitate, be a point guard, because as he told me, they have five receivers at all times, whether running backs, tight ends, or wideouts that can go push the ball downfield. Jeremy and Trevor Lawrence, just two tall, skinny guys talking football. Stay cool down there, Jeremy. We'll send you a personal fan for wherever the next leg of your training camp tour takes you. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is already one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL targeting wideouts last year. Now he gets to add Calvin Ridley that, to that group. Including the playoffs, the Jaguars quarterback had 23 touchdown passes to wide receivers last year, trailing only Joe Burrow and Josh Allen for most in the league. Right, we're all excited about Calvin Ridley Swagoo. How much of an impact can he make on both Trevor Lawrence and this offense as a whole? 
first of all, I think it would be one of the steals uh, of, of, of acquiring a player mm. uh, when, when it's all said and done and we watch this season, babyface. But he defines everybody's roles because he's a clear number one. Yeah. Now, how fast can they get there because he has some time out? Maybe it takes a, a few games for him and Trevor Lawrence to get on the same page. But now you can put everybody else in their role and everybody can star in their role because you have an absolute superstar at your number one position. Christian Kirk moves into the slot. Zay Flowers and his speed opposite of that. You got Evan Ingram, obviously, who had a great year last year and paid in the contract extension. I think Calvin really defines this offense along with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. Swaggoo makes a great point. Um, it, it, Doug Peterson has done a fabulous job of really uh, resurrecting this young kid's career when you think about what they were able to do. They, they ran away with the division once this team got going. Um, they, they are the favorite. Uh, unless the quarterback gets hurt, they are the favorite to win this division. Think about this division. There's two rookie quarterbacks. Tannehill's down in Tennessee. It's a rebuilding mode there a little bit. Uh, so this is the team to beat in the division. Uh, th this team is, is, is going to be really good. I mean, the more they play second year under Doug Peterson in his system, offensively and defensively, arrows are pointing in the right direction for the Jaguars. ESPN FPI agrees. 61% chance to win the AFC South. That's the highest chance to win the division for any team in the AFC. Before we go, just a reminder, the camera is always on. There's our guy, Jeremy Fowler, moving, grooving, that feeling the music right there. He may be sweaty. sweaty, but he still can bounce around a little bit. Yeah. Swag. Ooh. Oh, I man. I, I like that. I like that Jeremy in the field handling adversity, man. Handling adversity, dude. Yeah. Because if it was me, I'd have been sitting in a That's chair with, a, with, a, with some water he's in my because hand. He's sweating because he's taller and skinnier than ever. All right, coming up next with some question marks <laughs> remaining in the backfield, the Cowboys might need some running back help this season, and one big free agent might be considering partnering up with Tony Pollard in Dallas. TP is a great running back. You know, just partnering up with a great running back, it'd be good, man. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Go to Dallas Cowboys training camp where Zach Martin, the All-Pro, remains unhappy amidst a contract dispute. Two years left on his contract. Here's Jerry Jones, the team owner, on where things stand. Because all quarterbacks in general in the league are why it's hard to pay the man. They're getting all the money. And so having said that, uh, uh, we're excited about Zach. I don't have a concern. I understand uh, his concern. Uh, we all want more money and should. And uh, boy, if there's anybody that uh, has had an, a great career and having a great career, it's uh, uh, Zach. So uh, uh, that's where it is. But uh, at the end of the day, you got to get it all on the cap. You knew probably one Zach Martin back on the field, Dak Prescott, because they have been basically linked at the hip at Swagoo. When you hear Jerry talking about not, and Mike McCarthy has also said this, like Zach being a priority, or at least how the team has to discuss their priorities this upcoming season, 
What is your priority list for the Cowboys? Because they got a lot of business they got to handle both on and off the field. Yeah, all that other stuff they talking about, babyface, I do not care, mm. okay? Let me tell you my list of priorities for the Dallas Cowboys. And it starts, numero, what are we going, 5-1 to one or 1-5? One to five? Somebody tell me in my I say go 5-1, five five. let's right. do it. The fifth priority, improve this run defense. They drafted Mozzie Smith out of Michigan to try to shore up the interior of this defensive line. That was the one Achilles heel for this defense last year is that they gave up too much yardage on the ground. And then my next priority is making sure that Tony Pollard, number four, is fully healthy before he returns because he is the most dynamic weapon you have outside of CeeDee Lamb. And now Brandon Cooks enters the fold. We'll get to him later. But Tony Pollard needs to be ready to go. We already talk about him running in between the tackles and taking the beating. Okay. He needs to be fully healthy before he gets back. So don't rush this. This is a priority for you to make sure he's ready. Third, buddy. We got to have this connection take hold between Brandon Cooks and Dak Prescott because we've seen a couple of times in camp now with Brandon Cooks getting deep and Dak being able to make that connection and those guys pushing the ball downfield. If you all remember last year against the San Francisco 49ers, injuries and there was no offense outside of C.D. Lamb. So this is help. This is to help rectify that. This is to have another explosive piece along with Michael Gallup being back and being fully healthy. They could be a phenomenal group. And then Dak. Dak Prescott. Mm. Okay? Listen, this for me has always been what I want to see from Mike McCarthy. Will you allow Dak Prescott to be the best version of itself. And I get it. People talk about the yardage and all of the points that they score with Kellen Moore. It really boils down to if Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott have a great understanding with each other and they know when those times come that they can make things happen when they need to from an explosive standpoint. Be efficient and good. Don't try to impress the everybody that's watching. Last but not least, we talked about it and you heard Jerry talk about it. They better get Zach Martin in the damn uh, in the fold, okay? I don't care that you got to pay Michael Parsons. You will figure out a way to do it. Move around money. Uh, push money up front. Do whatever you got to do to get this big fella paid and back into camp because this offensive line will be the heart and soul of what they do from an offensive standpoint. I'm sure Jerry understands that. I'm sure Steven understands that. And Mike McCarthy. Priority number one, Zach Martin need to get his money. I'll say this off of Swaggoo's off his list. The two guys that I'm concerned with, or not concerned with, but this is a big test for them, is the head coach and the defensive coordinator. When the Dallas Cowboys enter the playoffs, they will be a playoff team. Might win a division this year. Mm. But when they enter the playoffs, Mike McCartney has to get these guys ready to win playoff games. And, and, and Coach Quinn, same way on the defense. He's got to get the defense ready to play great defense. That has been their problem. They're good players, got to show up in the playoffs, and they got to have play with a different intensity and a better mindset. You heard it from the man himself. Time now for one more thing, a quick one at that here on NFL Live, as the Eagles have announced they are bringing back their Kelly Green throwback uniform for two occasions, week seven, week 12. Herm, can I get a quick fly, Eagles fly, before we say goodbye? You can get fly, Eagles fly, fly, Eagles fly, but not only fly eagles fly, you get the original, original. That? What right? a beauty! Really? It's still, it's still got some scrapes on there, man. It's still got some scrapes. There you go, number forty-six. There you go. That's the guy. Fly eagles fly. 